0: This is the Calm Living Blueprint Podcast, episode number 30. Hey podcast listener, even if you are feeling alone in your pursuit of calm and confidence know that today right now in your earbuds you are joined by thousands of others all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are at calm living we believe it's only when we stop struggling against our fearfulness and our anxiety that we begin to find lasting freedom from it to live the lives we want to live That is what this podcast is about. Come join the confidence revolution. I want to talk about suicide. I want to have an honest conversation about suicide. I know there's many people who work in suicide prevention that say you have to be careful about this kind of thing. And I get that. But I think sometimes we're a little too careful. So careful that little ends up being said. People feel like they can't talk about suicide or can only do so behind closed doors. Unfortunately, I think suicide even now in this day and age is a taboo topic. We have to talk about this. How else are we going to help reduce the suicide rates if we don't have real, honest conversations about suicide? If you've thought about suicide, if you've attempted suicide, know that you're not alone. What if all of us From the student, to the doctor, to the artist, to the stockbroker, to the tech worker, to the teacher, and on and on, shared our story. Because we do all have a story. I know for myself, and from speaking to clients, people are relieved to know they are not alone. The fact is, anyone can have suicidal thoughts. Anyone even the so-called best of us, or the so-called strongest of us? What if being open about suicide could make us stronger? What if by talking about it, we made suicide one of those things that years from now, we'll look back and wonder why we ever whispered about it? So it's in that spirit that I want to share my own story with you. And even if you've never thought about suicide or attempted suicide, I invite you to still listen. Because, really, what I'm talking about here is how much love matters in the world. Should I hang on for just one more day? That was the thought that ran through my mind every day. Back in university, I lived in a constant state of anxiety. It had gotten to the point where I had difficulty even leaving my apartment. I had difficulty going to the grocery store to buy food. I couldn't stand to sit in my classes. I couldn't look people in the eyes or say hello to someone walking by me in the hallway. I felt worthless. What good was I alive if I couldn't even talk to another human being? How could I ever be of service, be of use if I couldn't even leave my apartment? The nights were the worst for me. The darkness somehow made the loneliness even worse. I was left to my thoughts, and all I could think about was dying, praying to God each night to take my life instead of someone else's who was more worthy of living. It got to the point where it just felt too painful to be alive. So I wrote a note to my family, I made out all the checks for the next few months' rent that I owed and placed them in an envelope addressed to my landlord. I cleaned my apartment and packed up all my stuff in boxes. And I sat in my bathtub with a razor in my hand. They don't know it, but my family saved me. All I could see in that moment were their faces, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't hurt them. I clung on to that only reason. Well, the only reason I perceived in that moment. That only reason to stay alive, not to hurt the people I love. I realize now there are many, many more reasons to live, but I'm grateful that at least I was able to recognize and cling to that one in that moment. I had a very close friend, the, the closest of friends really, who killed himself. All I can say about that is that I miss him dearly. So I've experienced that side of suicide as well. Suicide is not like any other kind of death. Sometimes we can't possibly imagine the amount of pain that the people around us are in. It's why we can't possibly overestimate the importance of kindness and empathy. Judging and trying to fix others doesn't help them. It doesn't help us either. Listening with our hearts matters. Advice rarely matters. Listening to the story that perhaps the individual themselves isn't even able to tell That's what matters. The thing with suicide is that even though it seems so personal, and of course it is, it's also part of our collective. Even if it seemingly manifests through one person, it's carried by our entire community. It's like any other disease. We all have cancer. Some people just carry it for us. The same with suicide. For whatever reasons, it shows up through some people. But it's not just about them. It's about all of us. I love this quote by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And she says, The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. I know this to be true. It was true of my friend, it's true of my clients, and I'm sure it's true of you too. Pain can be transformed into beauty. That's why we need each other so much. That's why we need to be part of each other's hearts. If you're struggling right now, I hope that you have someone you can reach out to. Reach out to someone, anyone. And if you know someone who is struggling, reach out to them. If you are thinking about killing yourself, and you are listening to this right now, I hope it means that you're at least a tiny bit unsure that even while you may feel like you want to die, at the same time, some part of you still wants to live. I want you to know that if you feel suicidal, it doesn't mean you are a bad person, or weak, or flawed, or worthless in any way. It doesn't even mean that you really want to die. It only means that in this moment, you have more pain than you can cope with right now. If I were to start piling weights onto the shoulders of any person, anyone, weight after weight, eventually the person would collapse no matter how much he or she wanted to remain standing. It's not a matter of willpower. Of course, if you knew how to feel better, you would. The point at which pain becomes unbearable is different for everyone. And that goes back to the importance of empathy. So pay no attention to the people that tell you you shouldn't feel depressed or you don't have enough to feel suicidal about. There are so many kinds of pains we really can't truly know another's pain. Consider this. People who felt as badly as you feel right now, got through this. I am one of those people. People turn to suicide because they seek relief from pain. I mean, that's why I did. But I want you to remember that relief is a feeling, and you have to be alive to feel it. You can feel relief, but only if you're alive. There are people who can be with you in this horrible time and who will not judge you or argue with you or try to talk you out of how badly you are feeling. They will simply listen and be there for you. And on my website, calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 30, I provide a list of these people and resources. It's okay to ask for help. You don't have to carry all the burden yourself. Call someone. Suicidal thoughts and feelings are, in and of themselves, traumatic. Be gentle with yourself. Celebrate the small victories. For example, you're still here listening to this. That is a small victory. Now, I've seen this again and again with clients. Shutting out the depression or anxiety only serves to strengthen it. Those people who deny their experience, who say, I'm not going to look at this, I'm just going to get on with my life, those are the people that become enslaved by it. So the very fact that you're listening to this right now and considering all of this, I know that's not going to be you. And that's why we need to talk about suicide and these types of feelings to prevent becoming enslaved by them. And when you do this, you seek out its opposite. I know from my own experience, it forced me to seek joy. And the great irony is that you can experience its opposite, joy, as intensely and as focused as you did those feelings of depression and anxiety. It is possible. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. My experience with suicide has taught me that our greatest needs can also be our greatest strengths. We learn to give that which we need. It goes back to what Elizabeth Kubler-Ross said. There is such a beauty in that. If nothing else, I hope you can cling to that truth.